the teeth and the lips. Tip of the tongue, the teeth and the lips. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week I talk with my buddy Josh, who's in the Science But Simple episodes, and my buddy Reese, who's actually in the first episode of the podcast that we ever did, and we spoke about is it ever right to punch a Nazi, and general political correctness. Now this podcast follows a similar sort of vein to that, but in this episode we speak about primarily transgender and sort of our views on gender fluidity or the the gender spectrum and male and female and political correctness and using the right gender pronouns and um, all these sorts of other things and people getting triggered by things being oversensitive but also being reasonable and accepting people for who they are but what where the sort of line is for that you know um we speak about this man who was i think he's up 40 or something he had kids in a family and he decided that he wanted to leave them because he um identified as an eight-year-old girl uh there's another one which is um, a woman who believes that she's a cat and she lives like a cat i think she poops in a litter box and all sorts of things like that so we speak about all sorts of strange and weird things um and one of the other things I like about this podcast is it's the first one I've done with having two guests instead of just the one guest. And it means that when we have this discussion, um, it, we bounce off each other quite a lot. Um, you know, we do have differing views slightly on transgender sort of issues, but it's more how society should handle them and regarding gender pronouns. And as I mentioned just earlier, the sort of if someone believes that they're like a, if they're a 50 year old man and they believe that they are like an eight year old girl, it's, it's one of these things of where the sort of line is or of what's acceptable and what isn't acceptable. Um, so yeah, we talk about all that. And I will also just add that next week I won't be releasing an episode as I'm actually going camping with my buddy Alex, who's been on the two movie podcasts that I've uh, done. And so I won't be about next week, but after that it will uh, be the usual schedule and things, but I can get into the details of that in the outro because I've been talking for almost two minutes now. So yeah, I'll leave you to it then. I'll quit rambling and I'll be back at the end. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton. You know that way. Yeah, whatever reason. I was going to try and watch a video of that earlier, but it's like five minutes long. It's bit on the non-believer. I've, so I've just seen the memes. I'm like, it's ever. I kind of have to look it up so I know about it. But um, I'm joined here with um, <laughs> with Josh and Reese. Um, they both Reese was on the first podcast I released, and Josh is doing the um, science but simple series. So um, yeah, thought we'd gather around because we live together, have a little chat. So guys. What are your opinions on random things? Let's go. Let's let's do transgender. Why not throw that? Just jump in the deep end there. Jump in that straight in the deep straight end. Straight in the deep end with the transgender straight trigger the, warning. Yeah, we gotta gotta make sure people have got these uh these trigger warnings. You know, we gotta make sure. So if anyone's gonna be offended by this, you know, we're not. It's not gonna be some sort of weird thing. We're gonna start abusing people who are transgender or saying horrible things. We're just talking normally, just discussing ideas. Fucking and transgender people, man. <laughs> oh, he's not gonna say it. He's not going to say it. <laughs> He's not going to say, but no. <laughs> oh, yeah, we had to stop we had to stop recording because I had to mess around with the mics. So he just cut out Reese saying, but no. And I was looking at him whether or not he's going to say it or not, and he's not. No, um, I, I don't take it back. Okay. Well, the reason, um, one of the things with uh, transgender, one of the reasons I want to talk about this with you guys is um, we actually had this discussion um but we stopped because I wanted to record it because <laughs> that's what my life has become now. Um, we're talking about transgender. Um, and basically I think we're all pretty much on the same page for the majority of it. Um, we're all just, we're, we're fine with it. Basically, if, if you are, if you are, I kind of look at it in the way that if you're, 
if you feel like your mind is one gender and you're in the body, which is the vessel, um, which is to say it can be another gender. If you're female and you, you've got a female body and a male mind in that sense, and you think you'd be your life quality of life be improved by uh, changing your body, then I think that's not a problem. You know, I haven't, I haven't got an issue with that. I don't think either of you two do either. I don't think it's a problem. I mean, it's not hurting anyone. Although you could argue it is a problem because of the suicide rates of transgender people. Yeah, but is that maybe? It's one of those things where it could be that. That question of, um, like, who, who's the singer? Uh, Chris, uh, not Chris, the singer of Soundgarden? Chris Cornell. It was Chris Cornell, yeah. yeah. Him, like, killing himself. Mm. Um, it's like, you could argue that some people just suffer with horrendous heavy depression and they think that if they achieve or get certain things, it'll make them happy. And if they're like, if they think, okay, I'm going to become a big rock star and I'm going to be the biggest one in the world, that'll make me happy. And then you get to that point and then it, nothing is bringing you happiness. You've got a family, you've got all the money you could possibly want. You've tried all the drugs, you've been with all the women, you've settled down, you've got a family, you've got, you're winning the world basically, you're doing your passion and you're still miserable. Some people can't handle that. And maybe with some of the transgender people, they're suffering with depression, uh, along with potentially other things. And they think that they do believe that they're in the wrong body sort of thing and they change body and then, they're still not happy as they feel like they should be. Yeah, but I don't. It's, it's, I don't I feel know. Like it it could be a um, like the idea you're looking at. If you're looking at like the suicide rates in a particular demographic, when it pertains to something like transgender and people that have undergone um, re uh, what's it called gender like, reassignment, gender reassignment surgery, or whatever, whichever it's called. Yeah. That they can then be comfortable that they're in terms of their physical body, that's now matching up to their, their like mental gender is what they, they feel. Yeah. But the lack of society, it's still to this day, like a lot of, like especially with the older generations, would be much less accepting of that kind of thing. Yeah. And that lack of like societal acceptance of that change kind of like doesn't actually make them feel now that they are comfortable in their bodies. So I feel like now that I've changed and now no one like respects me for that anymore or anything so then what's the point in it anymore i like, see that's another thing so they're like i've changed myself to be this is the true me and people aren't accepting me or they're judging me and due to that i'm now mm-hmm. not happy which if that if yeah. that kind of if a regular person i won't say like regular person but a cis. person that a cis person it's a funny thing because cis and trans are actually like chemistry terms but uh, <laughs> <laughs> i just want to say i hate the term cis yeah, yeah so I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a fan of it but it's just used um, so so spitefully and stupidly but people that would uh, identify their gender to be in line with their biological sex would have those same issues about say people accepting them for them and all that sort of thing you would probably end up with the same results hmm. so I don't think it, I think it's a more of a societal problem rather than an issue that is based on the, the transgender aspect I think one of the issues with it is, um, I think we're probably the, all, all the ideas that we could almost come up with that aren't like ridiculous and out there are, are plausible. In but not not saying one or the other necessarily. I think society is probably causing uh, a lot of people who are transgender and homosexual and all sorts of other things, you know, pressure from society uh, making people kill themselves. But also, you know, it could be also that they were depressed beforehand and they thought this was going to be the thing to ch- to change that, and it's not. It doesn't bring them out of the slump. And therefore, they're still depressed. So it could be a, a multitude of things. Um, you know, there are, there's probably a few people who do who do regret it, who are probably 
they do it and then after a certain amount of time they may think oh, i just want to go back and they maybe can't afford it or they feel like they've made the they've kind of dug their own grave in a sense you know it could be it could be a multitude of things i'm not really sure i mean i, I don't have an issue with any of those uh any of those people it's more the more ways that we disagree is um it's more about sort of the term spectrum and also potentially our ideas of of how gender and sex work. So, like, Josh, what was your... With you and gender and sex, you think they're two separate things completely, don't you? So, yeah, from my perspective, you have biological sex, mm-hmm. which is uh, d- genetically determined. Yep. Um, there is such a thing as what is termed as intersex, but that is hugely uncommon um and what well, by uncommon i mean like horrifically rare yeah uh and it's essentially to that degree intersex i feel like is a genetic mutation it's a, it's a mutation in that sort of aspect right um whereas the idea of a, a gender is much more of like the social construct of like gender identities and gender norms and things that are things that men do and things that are things that women do yeah and that gender and sex can like interchange in certain aspects but for the most part that the idea of gender is much more of a societal construct Mm. over what sex is biologically and Mm. if people i feel like it's much more important for somebody if in the society sense they can feel more comfortable if they are the other sex to what their body genetically is and mm. they can have the physical stuff done to correct that right then that's probably more beneficial for for, for them okay yeah so and you're you're thinking i think in a similar vein that i am in the sense <clears throat> um but i think slightly different of mine is kind of like the mind and also like the gender of the mind in a sense compared to the body and the vessel that you're you're controlling this is pretty pretty damn similar um reese are you i have no idea because <laughs> up, only until recently is everyone started to have the idea that sex and gender are separate things well yeah so it's... is it like an, is it been officially changed so to speak in whatever rule book that's supposed to be in <laughs> that, that is a good that's a good question i mean it's, it's it's a hard one because it's so as you say there's no there's no specific book mm. or maybe there is who knows I mean, like except there are you know societal roles so to speak for males and females mm. but to actually define them as separate, I'm not sure. I mean, I've never heard of it up until, what, a couple of years ago when it started becoming a big, the big thing. Yeah, yeah. I just want to clarify, we're all heavy, uh, semi-heavy internet users and stuff, and we're, you know, we're all 23, except we're just 24, but we're sort of the same sort of age. Um, just for clarity, in case people don't know, um, just in case anyone thinks like... We it, are three people. cis white males. We are, unfortunately, <laughs> we are. Yeah, that's us. Take us with a pinch of salt. Imagine any other other demographic having to say that. Oh, I am black, so take take what I'm saying with a pinch of salt. Oh, that's slightly racist, but it's okay to say about white people. White white males as well. Add the sexes on there as well. Yeah, it has to be... Because we're the white males uh, of the world, we're the most privileged and we get the least opinions. We got opinion that weighs less than everyone else. That that does trigger me uh, a lot in the sense of that I just think everyone's opinions are dead even and it's like you're even everyone's having an even platform and even amount of your opinion listened to until you come up with a point that is no not that you don't get listened to you just people two people have discussion and one person's point is stupid and one person's point isn't which obviously a lot of the time isn't the case but if that happens you talk your way into whoever else is listening or even two people involved into coming to a conclusion and that's it it's like it shouldn't be oh well you're white therefore you can't talk about that I mean there's certain things of like police brutality and the sort of 
actual living that experience, which you can't say I've been in that exact scenario due to race. Like if I've used this example before, but if I've ever not got a job offer, I'm not worried and it's never on my mind that it could be someone being racist or someone not choosing me because I'm not male. Mm. You know, it's not sexism, not racist. I'm, you know, I'm average height, fairly average looking, average hair, <laughs> facial hair. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> average facial hair and that sort of stuff. And I'm white and I'm male, obviously, and I'm straight. So it's just like, none, there's no, I never have to worry about that, whereas other people obviously mm. do. Um, but to come off that tangent a small amount, or, or completely, the, um, with the gender thing, I think the only real way I'd say that gender and the mind, sort of, or the way I'm describing it, are, can ever really be two different things is only in the matter when they're different. Like, for example, me, I don't think I've got the mind of a male and the mind of a body necessarily. I just think oh, I'm just, it's just, the, I'm just, just me. I'm just, I'm just it. <laughs> but when you're, when you believe that your, uh, your body should be another gender, almost like, it's like, um, it was like a railroad track sort of thing. You just kind of you change it to the right one, and that's then it becomes the whole you. And the reason I think it's more like that is because my opinion, and I think this is where it differs from Josh's uh, a bit more, um, is just I don't believe that you should anything you do, none of your actions or anything that is done should be a reflection on your gender. So it's just like if if um, if a male likes cooking and is really maternal, loves ballet, um, loves all the chick flicks cries quite often you know these sorts of stereotypical womanly things you know feminine things if someone does that i don't believe that their gender make it makes their gender any less of a man i just think well if you're it, it's one of the things where i don't even think it's almost one of the things where gender shouldn't even it should only really be uh applied when it's in the medical world and that sort of thing or, or when you're when it's handed not medical world but when it's something that you have to physically like if you're going to eat this nutrition wise men and women's body are different if you're going to go to the gym i think men and women's bodies they work ever so slightly differently so certain exercises you have to do certain things differently you're insinuating that men and women are different <laughs> biologically yes the, the, the thing is that in in that sense i do actually like entirely agree with you that those sort of things yeah should not pertain to gender like the idea of though that like what is things that men do and things that women do yeah outside of things that are directly related to biology, like certain things that are dictated by hormones and all that sort of thing that, that do happen. Yeah. Uh, that that should hold no ground in this is something that women do, and if you're doing that, then that makes you less male. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, but unfortunately, contrary to... I feel like the three of us agree on this, but contrary to what us three believe, society as a whole probably doesn't see it that way, which right. I think is where the what so-called gender stereotypes become damaging for people whose biological sex doesn't match up with their like psychological gender. I see. I understand where you're coming from a lot more now with that um, idea, with the whole it being a societal problem. Yeah, so it's like... It's almost... It's one of those uh, situations where it's kind of like an ideal world sort of thing, yeah. where it's like, it would be nice if there was never this thing that you have to do something manly you have to do something feminine um and maybe we'll get to that point eventually um but at the moment we're we're in a transitionary stage socially to a huge degree it was so different to what it was like five years ago and to ten years ago it was a completely different fucking world i don't think it's a problem i think it's the way people look at it because end of the day you're not going to be well, little boys don't play with barbie dolls and they don't gravitate towards barbie dolls 
Yeah, there's a few outliers that do, but in general, obviously, yeah, obviously, yeah. In general, there have been. Um, I can't remember them to hand. I should have got a couple of them researched, but there's been some studies which um, I might have to look up in a minute. Just saying, like when you have them isolated from uh, the societal. Uh, influences that they still gravitate towards generally the same things. I think with with it's easier to say that about um, women, and obviously when I say this with a pretense that I mean it in no way, shape, or form that women or, women or men are better or worse than the other one. They're both completely even to me, just slightly different in certain ways. Uh, w- women in general are more maternal, almost solely on the basis because they have to literally live their life more, they have their entire life less for, for what nine months when they give birth, even if they abandon the baby. Even if you said they did that, it's still nine months of probably about six of those being quite difficult with all the bodily changes and all your your suffering and going through all this crap just to bring life into the world. Whereas a male doesn't have that. So that, even just at the start of the whole thing, is women are in general more maternal and therefore... You know, when you when you see little girls, they love you know babies. When you see little boys, little boys rarely really care about babies. You know, and I, I'm still not fussed about babies at all, really. And there's not that many guys that I know that are my age. I mean, sometimes our family member have a baby. It's like, oh, that's cute. And you have like my nieces; they were lovely when they were babies, and my nephews and that sort of thing. But it's not like, oh, someone's got a baby. Oh, can I come and see it, please? Or please bring it to work. Like, bring I think, it to work. I think it's two days ago. Uh, a guy who's also called Michael, who works at uh, my work, he had a kid. Uh, very very recently I think uh, two weeks ago or something like that and yeah two three days ago he's obviously off on paternity leave uh, two three weeks ago uh, two three days ago rather he brought the baby in around lunch-ish time I don't have a problem with that I don't care people you know everyone got up well, downstairs there's like 20 of us and people got up from their desks all the women just went straight over there just got really interested I just kept working I really just don't care like they're the baby over there I could have just got up and actually done less work that day just by standing around looking at a baby but I, I just don't give a fuck at all like if your baby's cute that's great. Okay, you see pictures of babies on Instagram or my friends' babies on Facebook, that sort of thing. It's great. That's cute. But I don't actually give a fuck. To me, a baby's boring because it's just this fleshy thing that makes noise. And it's like, I don't... It's not like having a puppy. You know, when you have a toddler, when, when there's a toddler, they're a bit more interesting. And they can have... My favourite age of kids is when they have that, that thing where they can um, just about talk, yeah. but not quite. Because they can have a little conversation with them, but only a little bit. And they can understand exactly what you're saying and they just kind of plod along or mm. a little thing. Yeah. Well, my, my point is, I just don't... I just hate when people pretend that men and women or boys and girls are the same so let's not pretend we are different and if a boy wants to play with barbie dolls naturally cool who gives a fuck yeah. like who gives a mm. shit that's all you should be aiming for just accepting people what's wrong what's wrong with that why are we pretending to like bend yeah. the rules and say men and women are the exact same like, oh fucking cisgender it's just it just it kills me inside it kills me <laughs> inside i hate it so much it's just the answer is just don't give a shit. If a, if a woman wants to be a man, cool. Good for you. Very happy. And vice versa. It doesn't matter. It's yeah. really, really frustrating. It's such a massive, massive deal about it. I understand the pushback against people who are out, outrightly horrible to transgender people and not accepting. Yeah. Which is good, but it just goes so beyond that. It just it boggles my mind how there's so many deep, complex political aspects of it. It's, like, it's really quite simple, actually. Just care about yourself and the people you immediately in, in your immediate vicinity and your family and your friends but if someone wants to do anything that doesn't hurt anyone else cool do it <laughs> yeah exactly it's just like you you want to you want to go hiking you want to start crochet you want you want to do this you want to do that okay go ahead i don't care yeah nice little knitting bowl <laughs> <laughs> actually what's the i think it's crocheting 
crotcheting. I might be wrong here. I, I have no idea. Great. Is crochet... No, crochet, I think it's both. Like this. Okay. We don't know this because we're not women. <laughs> oh, oh, fire in the Well, it's, it's, it's clearly a sexist remark. However, you it has saying. some basis in, in truth. However, it's still it's it's also, said, <laughs> meant it in jest. It's also said in jest. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter. It's like, and even if it was, it's like, no. The thing is, what the problem is, is if you, um, like I in the past, um, I had an argument with someone because I said, in general, men are stronger than women. And I'm not saying in any way, shape or form at all that men are superior to women or the men or that women are inferior or anything like that. I meant it purely on a biological basis in general, there are many outliers. Many women could beat the shit out of me and are much stronger than me. But I'm not debating that in any way, shape, or form. But if you look at it as a general like, world average, the males are generally stronger and bigger, have bigger muscles and stuff than the females. That's that's just yeah. it. That's not an argument with me about that. And said, no, they're not. It's just your opinion. And it's like, but if you actually go online and you look at it, you find out that the main, the main reason for it is testosterone. And testosterone is one of, like, the your hormones make a massive difference on um, sort of how your body grows, how you react to things. Like, if, if males take way too much estrogen and stuff, they can get, you know, there's that thing in Fight Club, you know, the, the man titties. Mm. If you have a lot of estrogen, you can get breasts. You get have a, a female who has t- a testosterone imbalance. Oh, I know a couple of women who've got that. And they get hair, more hair growth around their face and... Um, yeah, there's one woman I've been with and she's had a bit, little bit of a snail trail. It's a big deal, I don't care. It's just because of its hormonal imbalance. Because hormones change your body. And males produce more testosterone and females produce more estrogen. And that's not to say one or the other is better or worse than the other. It's just, that's how biology works. Women have periods. Men don't. Like, that's not insulting. It's not saying women are worse. <laughs> like, yeah, how dare they women? They're disgusting, yeah. They bleed for, like... You know, it's only, what, five days up to a week normally. That's all, three days a week or that sort of thing. This proves how bad my sex education was in, uh, in things. I've got, like, general ideas. But, um... I think, in general, people deep down don't care that much that are so entwined in the whole liberal thing. It's just... It's the knight in, the white, there's knight in shining armour yeah. side of it. It's, it's where... White, I, white, it's funny. Yeah. It's actually funny, Josh. I was talking about something in the similar vein to this to you earlier. How, when I'm in a shop and there's just, like, a... a in a sm- well, especially when you go in those small shops a lot of the small corner shops and the shop owner who's behind the till can just see you the entire time and there's no one in there and I like to take my time if I'm, if I'm not I either know exactly what I want or I just go in there for a snack and I try and figure things out and if I go in there and want to spend a bit more time in there I I feel really uncomfortable because I feel like they're staring at me and I feel like if I'm looking like I'm taking too long and walk between <laughs> too many aisles and don't pick anything up it looks like I'm nicking stuff and it's like I don't want to have that impression so I just I just take take much quicker time doing everything and not actually buy necessarily the thing I even want as much just to kind of if because I haven't had time to look at everything in the same amount and it's all because of this person watching me and I don't want them to think I'm a shoplifter and it's like people so what you're trying to say is you're paranoid I'm paranoid yeah <laughs> and people don't want to pe- other people to think they're racist they're sex obviously because especially when you get labelled these sorts of things it's a horrendous it's very hard to to kind of shake, mm. trying to prove you're not a racist is a paradox. You even using examples to prove you're not racist is the only way to do that is to point out ways that you've like this group of black people I was completely fine with. It's like, yeah, but you're now singling them out as black people. That's the problem. You're you're making them seem like mm. a different oh, race. God. That's the problem with But anyway, not to divulge on racism. But um yeah, it's people too scared. People that they're too worried about other people doing it. And then some people trying to one up each other from how liberal and how progressive they can be. It's yeah, like, I'm so accepting. I accept literally <laughs> everyone so much that I actually reject people who don't accept people. But it's like, but that's actually the opposite of what you're trying to do. I've seen videos on YouTube. There's a guy called uh, Stephen Crowder and he goes, uh, he goes to this like liberal rally thing hmm. and he goes like undercover and he's got uh, 
two uh two girls who were organizing it it's like some uni thing in america and um they've never met before but they met at the event yeah. and um they gave them a ride to wherever they were going to pick it or what the hell they were going to do mm. um and they were just kind of allowing the conversation to flow with them and just to see where it goes and sitting cameras in the car and it's literally like a competition of who could be more offended they were like uh, eventually him and his mate were like sort of fucking with them and like um pretending that his mate was really offended by something they said right and it, it's but it, that's never mind the fact that that's hilarious but uh yeah it's like a competition and it's so cringy it's just like can you guys just chill out like <laughs> i'm so sorry yeah i never thought about it. he was basically he claimed that he was hermaphrodite you know clearly not but uh, they believed him anyway <laughs> um and you had to sign out you have to fill out this like crazy long application form to go to this event right and it had on the on the uh the gender part or sex or whatever it was it had a list of crazy list of things it didn't have hermaphrodite and he's pretending to be really really funny about it and she was like no i'm really really sorry and i i, I actually thought about that and she was so unbelievably apologetic and he was so like pandering it was so yeah it was just so pussy footing around and not being able to tell someone yeah. like you can just apologize for it but it's just like if, right, if you yeah. didn't have that so you know that's not a big deal come on like if someone's the i i think <laughs> this is basically how arguments start to be fair but it's a, it, it's, it's a reason arguments start like this because it's just the basis of human nature if someone says something and it sounds stupid to you and you have no reason to be necessarily super nice to them and you can just be kind of dismissive as opposed to telling them they're stupid or you disagree, you can just kind of not pander to them and you don't have to pretend and you can speak up and say your point. You don't have to worry about offending people. If the other person gets offended by the fact that you are voicing your opinion against theirs and they are unbelievably insecure and not like so what if they're offended if they're that kind of person they're gonna be offended at everything well, it's like well there's a um there's a great australian comedian uh steve hughes um oh, he's so funny and there's he's got this one bit and um it's from quite a while ago now so i'm not spoiling it but you can find it on youtube it's brilliant you've got to check it out and um he literally he goes um um you know what happens to when did sticks and stones break my bones um but words never hurt me stop being relevant it's like um you know, I, I I went to the comedy show and, and the man said something that, I, that offended me, and you know, I went home and I was offended, and I woke up the next day and I had leprosy. It's like, <laughs> it's like no, you you just offended. It's like you know, and he was like saying like boy bands offend me for Christ's sake. You know, they're models pursuing, they're just pursuing a modeling career using this fake pop front of music they didn't even write, and just it annoys me. It, it takes away from real artists, and he says that, and it's like. I'm not as strongly against that sort of thing as he is. I'm not really that fussed about it, to be honest. But that sort of whole thing of like, if you're offended, what happens? You get offended. And that's it. It's like, okay. You have to think about like what the repercussions are. It's A lot of the time, it's none. You actually don't try and be an asshole and offend people all the time. Don't walk up to people and just start blatantly insulting them, you know? But you can't just over-pander to them. It's people who claim... Who... <laughs> I don't know what the cause of this is, but people basically now completely identify with ideologies to the point that that's them. Mm. So if you criticise an ideology, something that you should be able to talk about and have an open discussion about, because that's how things work in life. <laughs> they take it as personal. They take it as a personal, like, personal attack. attack. Yeah, yeah, so that's they get offended, because that's what being offended is. It's someone attacking your character. And, Unless, you know... I mean, you do need to draw a line somewhere from the point of, you can express your opinion, as you said about the whole, like, when it becomes more or less to do with discussing your opinion with somebody and to the point of being an asshole and essentially insulting an entire demographic of people um there is a line where you do become like uh like actively like offensive to people rather than yeah. just expressing your own views yeah. on things oh yeah there is a way of you saying it as well yeah. i've been very guilty of mm. saying it in the wrong way to people 
I just, I just hate when you say to, to people who are who get offended at everything, you say things like, "You don't have to get offended by everything," and um, they seem to think there's like they, they, <laughs> just everyone, everyone agrees that if you speak to someone and say, "Oh, um, I'm," you just mentioned in passing, you say, "Oh, I'm, I'm a Christian" or something, just you mention it, yeah. and the person you talk to, you're talking about something like completely different, and he just goes, "What?" And you go, "I'm a Christian," and he goes, "Wow, you fucking idiot!" And it's like. Well, let me see and tell you why you're wrong. Wow, what a fucking reason. Do you realise there's no such thing as God? Like, how could he be so fucking stupid? Do you want to know what the big bang is? The God. Is like, we can start... all agree that guy is a cunt. Yes, there's no need. There's, there's no there's... need for it. No. But if you're having a discussion with someone and you're religious and you mention you're Christian, that guy can mention he's atheist. If any, you want to start slowly, of course, to not get jumped the gun, start a discussion about your views, that's not. You shouldn't take that as an offence. You know what I mean, if, if, it's it's open open you, if you do it, it slow as well, it's like some you could ask a few probing questions. They could ask a few back, and then they go, "Oh, can we not talk about this? I just don't want to talk about um, yeah. my faith that much anymore. I'd rather talk about something else. It doesn't really, mm. you know." The, yeah. If they say that, if they say that, you go, "Okay, yep, yeah, fair enough. That's completely fine. No problem yeah. at all." And, and that's why the conversation started slow. You've probably even gone that far anyway, so it's like, "Yeah, I can drop that." Yeah. Okay, yeah, no problem. At all. You just don't cross that line between disagreeing and like actively attacking yeah. the other person for their for their point. Mm. Yeah, like, exactly. And what can um. The issue, though, starts to happen, <clears throat> which um, I find this is like, um, as I've said before in the past in the podcast, I'm like centre-left-ish, but it's the, I don't even know anymore because of the being associated with left a lot of the time can be <laughs> an issue. But, um, I'd rather be associated but, right at the moment. I'm totally not right, but, but I'd much well, rather I, be associated I found that moment. with a lot of the... I, be, I have a lot more uh, of the same views as the left in general, but the way... Not all of them, obviously. Once again, it's not a sweeping generalisation, but... Um, a much higher amount of people on the left are were seemingly worse to debate with than people on the right because I've debated with a few people on the right and they just they normally are they're either well informed or obviously a lot of the time if you go really right they can be like racist this sort of thing but they're normally still willing to kind of most of the time have a discussion yeah. but if I'm more of the time with people on the left they're more willing to say I don't want to talk about this anymore or oh, no, they, what it is is you say a point or you start saying something that that they think, oh shit, you might be able to say something which I have no idea what to say back, and then it gets me embarrassing. Yeah. So I'm going to stick my finger in my ears by interrupting him and calling him a racist, or claiming whatever he just said was because it was vaguely to do with race or sex. I'm going to call him racist, racist or sexist, or bigoted or anything. He's got the label. Everyone can see it. You've just labelled him, and then because he's a sexist or a racist, you can now justify not talking to him on a more, by taking a moral high ground. So you walk away, and it's like you just. So childish, so childish. It's unbelievable. I do still think, though, like even from from the same aspect in the right, hmm. you do have the deal of in terms of the things that you see online and through media, is that even both with the far right, with things like um, Britain First and the BNP and all that yeah, sort of thing, UK, yeah. and then with the very far, I'd probably say that they're probably further right than the Conservatives, but I wouldn't call UKIP like far. Oh, right. Okay. Got um, yeah, I see you there. Uh, but like from the same aspect, in the very far left, you have people being like so liberal that it's constrictive. The 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 both of those ends of that like political spectrum are um, vocal minorities. Yeah, and they kind of meet at the same place. They both have the idea that you're wrong and stupid because you don't have the same opinion as me. And they yeah. both say it about each other, but what's it used to be generally much more of a of a right uh, trait. 
But over the last few years, it's now spread to the left, where I think it's pretty much even playing on fields. And I seem to have seen it a bit more on the left now of those times you see the YouTube videos, you see people who are interesting and you talk uh, like um, uh, Ben Shapiro, those sorts of things. Like, I don't agree with Ben Shapiro on many issues, but when you have you watch him and I don't think I've ever seen him like lose a shit like yelling at anyone or anything like that he's just always chill and like he'll have a normal discussion I've heard him discuss things with Sam Harris um, and I've heard him discuss things with I think uh, Joe Rogan these sorts of things and they don't always agree but like we're doing now we're not necessarily disagreeing to that the same degree they are but you still you disagree with someone you can even get a little bit heated and get the volume up a bit and get a little bit more maybe even a little bit more aggressive with it yeah passionate about (laughs) it but it's the moment you start saying I can't even say it. you're racist or you're stupid you're a fucking idiot and it's like what you calling them names is not actually achieving anything who wants them, to yeah. listen to someone calling them a name that's it, the thing it is deflection yeah and I want to say, I want to say I, I've been guilty of this in the past When more so when I was a early teenager and maybe probably up to 15-ish I, I say I was probably guilty of this sort of thing occasionally calling people stupid when I argued with them but I've grown up a li- I've grown up since then and I've learned just very simply it's a very easy lesson to learn of when you want to have uh, someone respect you and your opinion, and you want to talk to, you have to talk to them in a respectful manner. It's it's not that hard. It's like if someone's calling me an idiot, why would I want to listen to what they're saying? Like, mm. Why on earth? It's like you've already made a, a a judgment about me where I'm stupid. I can't. That you're just basically saying that you're so much smarter than me because you've got a different viewpoint. It's like no, you explain your viewpoint in a way that you think that I may agree with, and then we can come to an understanding. Not just stand above you and say you're an idiot because you don't know this. It's like that doesn't help anyone. So in short, you realise that when you were doing that as a kid, you were an asshole. Yeah, I'm a kind of, I've said before, like um, I'm surprised yeah. I didn't get punched in the face more as a child. <laughs> uh, I did a few times, you know, and kudos to those people. But I, I'm not, I'm not. I probably should have been hit a few more times. I'm glad I didn't because I've got all right teeth, and I don't want them to get fucked up. That's not very pleasant. But yeah, but anyway, yeah, I, I still stand by the, the the fact that the very far left that are like that, and the very far right that are like that are. Yeah. Uh, vocal minority and that the majority of people do sit in the like the centre left centre right kind of category yeah a lot more people um, a lot of people a lot more moderate about things yeah and and a lot of people don't like you chat with a lot of people I find that most people I meet agree with me on 90% of things I say when it comes to politics it's just there's that 10% difference which changes a lot like there's there's some people who the older generation I guess that the gap becomes larger obviously um, and I think the Dom is a bit different. But generally, most people, maybe it's because of the echo chamber of people I associate myself with, but it's generally, like even Dom, who's um, right-leaning, and I'm going to have him on the podcast to chat um, about politics and stuff at some point, but it's like, he's right-leaning, and we disagree on a few things. But in general, he he's a Christian. He still believes that gays, um, you know, they're com- they should have all the rights they've got. It's completely fine, you know? He's got no problem with that. He's He still has um, things with, like, a lot of the way people are. He's also, he wants everyone to be happy. People should... You generally want everyone to be okay and not be in pain and not be suffering. It's just kind of the the way you do that. Yeah. And it, everyone, the problem is, is people get so stuck on their teams and the political systems in Britain and the US do not help this. Of no, where they're very polarizing. It's really it's basically like you have to choose left or right, and it's like I don't want to choose left or right. I'd rather be able to choose a more center po- center. But the problem is, is, any of the parties that are more central, everyone's like, oh no, they're, they're crap because no one votes for them. And it's like, well, everyone does that, therefore they never get votes. And it's just like, so we've literally got the left or the right. I generally agree with the left more at this at the last uh, couple of elections, so I voted Labour. It's like I don't agree with everything Labour. There's quite a few things I disagree with, but 
it's literally that thing of which one's got percentage wise more of you like. You know? You're never going to have like a party that you in, agree with in entirety in politics. It just doesn't work no, like that. But it'd be mm-hmm. better if we had a similar system to France. I can't remember if I said this in the podcast before. I apologize if I'm uh, repeating myself. Yeah, but yeah, I, I think I know what French systems like. Yeah, it, it's basically just I think they have an open they have an open thing, and it's basically you can vote for any of these any of the parties, and then the ones that got the two, two highest. highest then, then go against everyone votes again. Yeah, exactly. Those two. Mm. Unless yeah. one of them gets like a ridiculous majority, I think it has to get like seventy-five percent. Sure it's, it's like if they, have, yeah. I think it's seventy-five percent, eighty or something. It might be, and it's like a really high majority. Um, and I think that that can make it uh, make them just get like straight away. Yeah, it would be a point. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, that, that generally, did, it, I don't think I've had that very much. Recently, in the French elections, you ended up with the, the far right, the like na- the National Front, or whatever it was in. With I think it's Marie Le, Marie Le Pen. I think that's her name or something um, like that, yeah. And their party had the highest percentage in the overall vote. Yeah. But when it narrowed down to the two parties, all of the other votes flooded into the other party. Yeah, and then, and then the, the far right got shut out. Yeah, and a lot of people thought the far right were going to win. They, yeah. they were really, a lot of people getting very worried about that because she was all about closing their borders completely, wasn't Yeah, she, she? was basically she was all about Frexit. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> I don't blame them. I think I, I don't think we should have left that uh, we should leave the European Union but we are um, but mm-hmm. I I probably wouldn't do it if I was her but I understand the notion I mean the amount of terror yeah. attacks they've had oh yeah I'm not saying I'm not saying what you want to do necessarily I think the problem is when uh, we won't talk about immigration in this one maybe in a future podcast or something because that is a really big complicated mm-hmm. thing to talk about there's a, so much grey area around that immigration. Um, you need to go into but um, yeah the with, with the, the political spectrum of it it is that whole left versus right it's that it always boils down to it and it's with that the french political system as we said you know it's it's you have more of a choice and then yeah it then you kind of see okay because a lot of people who voted for brexit or when it was uh, corbyn versus theresa may a lot of people i guarantee were looking at that they're going oh fuck i should have voted it's like in southampton you know if in our city i think it's uh the conservative had 32 more votes okay so if yeah. 16 of them had voted left, uh, have voted for Labour, or um, a certain more amount of them have voted for someone else, you would have been able to balance it out, um, and it would have meant that be- they were only one seat over, which means it would have made a whole complete stalemate, right? So that means if 30 people out of 230,000 people, if 30 people uh, voted for Labour, or a fewer amount of people changed their vote to yeah, Labour... In our constituency just alone. Literally, just yeah. in our city, that would have changed the face of the whole country because it would have made the seats not enough. Yeah. And I don't know what would have happened. They may have done a recount, and if they'd have done that, maybe Jeremy Corbyn would have won because they'd have seen how much of a slim margin it was. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that uh, the Labour Party would have won that election. Maybe not, but I'm they saying... Like... They, they didn't lose. Well, they did lose, but the, they would have stopped the Conservatives from winning. Cause they oh, now... yeah. The only reason that that one seat allows them to do something now is because they can form a minority government with the DUP. Yeah. Um, and speaking of things like where you don't entirely agree with any one particular like alignment and stuff, there are a lot of things in terms of the Green Party that I agree with. Yeah. I don't vote what well, I did one time, I think, in local elections, but recently I voted for Labour because I feel like Labour has taken a shift Mm. to the left which more identifies with me rather than being more to the centre or ever so slightly centre-right under like Gordon Brown and Blair and stuff yeah because that's eventually to be fair a lot of people see Corbyn as far left when he's not because they're so so used to seeing the the Blair Labour and Gordon Brown years where Labour was essentially just less right Mm. (laughs) 
Yeah, that's so, it. That's why a lot of people used to say, I used to say it before, before Miliband came in, I didn't really rate Miliband that much, mm-hmm. but that was around the time where the Labour Party started yeah. to kind of change a lot. And I was, that was a point where I was like, okay, I didn't vote on that uh, election because my girlfriend at the time, my mum was um, had an issue. I had to take her to the hospital and stuff, but she's fine. But I, that's the only reason I didn't vote. But I would have voted for Miliband. I want that into Miliband. I was a lot less into him than I'm into Corbyn, but it was just like uh, more left. I've just if it's between right and slightly less right, I don't really give a fuck because like I'm so disenfranchised, I just don't care. It's just yeah. like I don't care about any of this stuff. But when it's like an actual difference, which it is now, which is why you've seen so many more people our age and young people actually being engaged in the general election and voting and the internet. Because because yeah. you know, young people don't read newspapers really. I don't know if maybe go back fifty years we did a bit more, but I wouldn't imagine as much. But you don't read the newspapers and watch the, the news when you're um, younger. So the on, the only information you would either get no information or you just get information of that whatever the media is, which has generally been the right over the last however many mm. years. Because obviously a lot of the people that own uh, the, a lot of the newspaper outlets are. Uh, Pally pally with a lot of the people in government. They help each other pass laws, lobbying, all these sorts of other things, both in America and in England. Um, it's like now that it's a bit, bit more of a difference, you've got that and you've got the internet which shows some of the things. When there are things that Tories are lying about or even if Labour are lying mm-hmm. about, you've got a more balanced field of what kind of stuff goes on. Yeah. But, just something that's occurred to me that I haven't thought about until literally just now. Um, one of my long standing viewpoints is that trying to be. In the way that our politics works with the parliament and the seats, yeah. that trying to be demographically representative inherently goes against actually being like moving towards equality. Right. In what regard? Uh, because, for example, um, the thing that's struck me now is the fact that to put a date on recording this, uh, very recently. Theresa May has done a cabinet reshuffle right. and said that it's going to be including more women yep. and more people from ethnic minorities okay. to be more representative of the country. Right. But I feel like if you if you say that, okay, I there are X amount of people that are black in this country and mm-hmm. X amount of people and Y amount of people that are white yep. and you're, you, ha- you employ 100 people. Yep. And you have one less percentage-wise than there are, like, proportionately black people in the country than you do in your... The, than the white... than the country does in your company. than just... Going yeah. over words. You know what I mean? Yeah, basically, if you've got... <laughs> if you've got 100 people percentage-wise, yeah. just do it in it very easily. 99, you need to employ one more person. And yeah. the two applicants, there's a black person and a white person. Yeah. Do you then employ the black person to be proportionately representative yeah because the one percent of the country regardless the 1% of qualification of the yeah exactly no. if you said one percent of the country that, are black you hire like, one person out of a hundred yeah you are inherently then to be proportionately equal you are being being directly discriminatory based on those characteristics for that yeah and i feel like in terms of the politics it shouldn't be that you need black people to represent black people or yeah. you need uh homosexual people to uh, represent homosexual people or women to represent women why can't we just be people representing people exactly that's exactly it I completely 100% agree with that it's and that's what it all boils down to that came in a nice big loop of just people need to stop 
people need to stop looking at each other um, in the way of, okay, you're a white woman who's straight, or you're a, a black guy who's gay, or any of any sort of way like that. Um, or, okay, you believe in this uh, religion, therefore you're definitely uh, homophobic, or any of these sort well, of things. Labels what, take boxes and categorizing people based on their sexuality and skin colour and all that sort of thing, like, just because... Oh, look, look at all these like physical characteristics. You are this kind of person. Like, exactly. There's, there's, there's one thing which is... I I've, I think I've said this before. I'm not sure in, if I have in a podcast or whatever. But that's, here's an example would be... Okay, this is more of an extreme case. If 50%... No, if 70% of white people right, killed someone, for example. Imagine that. That'd be mm-hmm. crazy. But if that happened, that doesn't mean that you can meet a white person and immediately assume that they're a murderer. That's not... You can't... Well... Every individual... So every, is, he, is he 70? Is he 70? Is that what you said? 70%. 70%. 70 percent. If 70%, 70%... Of white people killed someone... Killed someone. You wouldn't be cautious around white, around white people? Not be cautious around white people, but it's like... There's a degree you don't assume of, they're a murderer. But, no, you, but you should actually... Probably to an extent, assume they're a murderer. There's seventy well, percent chance they're a murderer. Statistically, it's more murder is probably the worst. Murder, <laughs> murder is the worst one because murder is the one thing that you can ever be terrified of. But it's just like if okay, here's a better one. If seventy percent of white people uh, were, were terrible dancers. I was gonna say we're terrible that's dancers. Like, that's the other non-criminal stuff. That's yeah. probably yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're just terrible, terrible dancers. Let's just say seventy percent. Which let's say it's probably true. I've seen a lot of white people dance badly, myself included. Um, if you said seventy percent white people are bad dancers, that doesn't mean if you meet a white person, you can immediately say to them, "I know you're shit at dancing." It's like you can't. Is that sort well, of? Well, no, you can reasonably assume so. But you can. <laughs> you're being an, you're being devil's advocate. I'm not can, being devil's advocate. That's true. I'm is, being objective. Yeah, but what I'm saying, saying if you're talking about if you weren't talking about people and stereotypes, if you're talking about anything else, games, anything where you can apply that exact same formula. Yeah. you would agree. You you 70% can. Seventy percent likelihood. So let's let's, yeah, okay, let's saying, put this on. No, 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 wait, 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 no, no, wait. Fifty percent of people that are white are bad at dancing. Now you cannot reasonably make that assumption because it could go either way, yeah. more than equally. Yeah. Although, if you are saying that you can't look at someone and go, "You're a bad dancer." Obviously, because you're being objective, something that's actually a percentage chance. The things I'm choosing are doing the worst thing, the worst job here of what I'm trying to get across. It's the whole analogy. It's it's, it's more just like you treat everyone as an individual. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Literally, the preconceptions you may have in your head of what kind of person someone who likes this kind of music is like, or someone who dresses a certain way is like, you know, it, it shouldn't matter. It's just like, who gives a shit? Just every person you meet, treat them as a blank slate. Just literally, like, let. Obviously, you can make a degree of judgment calls on certain things with body language. And when you, when I said about the things they wear, obviously, if someone goes into a business meeting wearing a mankini and a bright um, rainbow wig, you can Give probably them the utmost of respect for their life choices. <laughs> <laughs> you can't say that's not an appropriate time. You got to question why the hell they did that. That sort of thing. You know, there's there is a degree of it of um, if people have like. I don't want to necessarily judge people face tattoos, but if you have your entire face tattooed with a skull, there's there's very few times people have that sort of thing where you can't make a necessary judgment call. You talk to someone and you're thinking, oh god, they might be horrendous, and then you talk to them and they're a completely nice person. They've just got this horrendous skull tattoo on the face. Mm-hmm. And you, can you, be you like, can't help that. That's human nature is that we will judge people on appearances. When it's we survival, and that's what it's that's what the left don't understand the, as well. I don't think that the whole like oh you've like subconsciously made a decision on someone within like five seconds of meeting this one i don't think that's exactly true right but there is a certain degree of real realism to that statement well here's, here's the thing things. it's like, just we, we, it's, it's literally it's just as simple as observation yeah yeah it's yeah it's back you can go back to the the whole boys playing with dolls and stuff 
almost all boys don't play with dolls when they're a kid. It's okay to assume that your newborn son is probably not going to play with dolls. But like, if he does want to, and if he does, cool, then you it then you bite it. Like, if you <laughs> have, you can you can meet someone or a type of person, no matter what kind of stereotype thing, uh, kind of uh, complex you got in your head about this person. But you can meet someone and go, okay, well, this is the stereotype for this kind of person based on their appearance. Um, you can't actually seriously believe they are actually fully that stereotype because you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, it's not like 100% okay, they're wearing a hood up, yeah. therefore they're definitely a criminal. It's you like... should be able to also quite easily uh, pick and choose which stereotypes you choose to actually like base a preconception of someone on. Yep. There are stereotypes that are just not true and ridiculous, and there are stereotypes that are true. And it's just like, well, true, obviously, as a generalisation. Yeah. More in the majority. Exactly. That's, yeah. that, that, is, that is it. And you, you can... If you do have these preconceptions in your head and you're thinking this person's going to be like that, you can keep the, that even that little warning flag in your head, in the back of your mind. But once you start talking to them, let their body language, let what they're talking about, what kind of person they're showing you to them to be, then you can make your judgment calls, you know? If you... I've said it before. If I... If you have, like... um, If you're at a bus stop and um, you have a, you know, 19-year-old woman come up to you and ask you for some money just like look i'm really sorry i've left my purse home i'm more inclined to give her money than someone who's say uh 30 with 30 mm-hmm. missing all their teeth by four mm-hmm. has a you know is their nose is bleeding slightly and yeah, their hair's all ruffled. Person. yeah and their hair's all <laughs> ruffled and stuff and they smell awful and they kind of stumble over to you like person. Well, it would either be a homeless person. She's trying to say you won't give money to a homeless person. Ooh, I'm, <laughs> I'm joking. I have given money no, to homeless people. I know, I know. Just saying you're more likely to give but it yeah, to an old It's woman. only because, also out of fear, if, if you had to give to, if you for some reason had to give someone a lift, like a, like a, you had to pick up a hitchhiker for some weird reason, right? And there were two people, and one was an old lady like that, and one was like a, there were the two people, isn't like exactly. a 90-year-old woman or a 30-year-old man who clearly had a lot of um, issues. It's like, well, you're going to choose the woman out of... And you, then she pulls a machete out of her handbag. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, because in all likelihood, the woman is not going to try and attack you compared to someone who looks like they're either on drugs or more desperate for that sort of thing. But also, in the physical sense, you can probably take on an old woman if she comes at you. You know? Like, I'm not a fighter. Unless she has a machete. Ah, I got you now. <laughs> <laughs> all, all, all old women have machetes also, in their handbags. Also, <laughs> if you were to see, you could even take it to even smaller gaps in terms of differences. If, you was, if it was a man and a woman, they both look moderately shady but not ridiculous. And they're both hitchhiking. You know nothing about them. You know no contact. You're probably, as a man, probably anyway. I mean, lots of people will probably pick the guy, but I'd say probably more likely to pick the woman just because well, I think most the likelihood would. of her attacking you is much less than the man, which sounds sexist. But it's like it's sexist against men. So if any woman listens to this and getting offended, what I'm actually trying to say is men are brutes compared to you. <laughs> they are like it's, we just are not like everyone, and it's no. fine. Everyone else chill, yeah, guys. Just... Now, guys, I'm just you now. I'm getting really triggered, bro. I'm getting really triggered. Guys tend to be more aggressive than women. Everyone's noticed it. If you say it's not true and you, and you don't think it's true, you know it's true. Everyone knows you know it's true. It's just the case. That's, well, here's, that's what here's, here's the thing. People use examples of um, uh, certain things where they go, yeah, well, what about this woman who's strong or this woman who's strong? So if you have to use single examples to prove against the point, you're yeah. choosing outliers. Anecdotal evidence. That was, cherry that, picking. Cherry picking, uh, yeah. And anecdotal evidence. Anecdotal evidence yeah. and cherry picking. Also, we should probably put in a disclaimer at some point in this episode. Yeah. None of us are statisticians, sociologists, <laughs> or anything of the kind. No. This is all like No, 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 no. Don't say <laughs> that shit, because then this is the pandering, you see? <laughs> you know we're not fucking sociologists. We're just no, I, we, the, the, exact, <laughs> with the exact statistics. If you 
you look these things up, like yeah. we're generally yeah. we're fairly well. You, you shouldn't have to. We're not you, completely when misguided about, when you when you talk about a subject or anything. You shouldn't have to start discrediting yourself to try and get yourself lower down the level so people <laughs> take you with a pinch of salt. It's like, oh come on, like you know what I mean? Well, we're just having a discussion. We're going to talk. We're not having like a thing where we're deciding government policy and we need to mm. actually like every single detail. We can't just if we just say if we assumed that more uh, men are more women are uh, get domestically abused than men. If we just assume that, okay. If we turn out to be wrong about that, we're not policymakers. We're not like this podcast is our discussion of ideas. We're not saying right, right. For certain now, we're going to put laws into changes. Like you have to, if, if you're doing something important like that, you have to research it all and have to have educated ideas. You do have to research mm-hmm. it to a degree. But these, you don't, isn't not every you... single thing you say. Is, sorry, wait a minute, mate. Let's just check this for the pretense. Let's source it. Let's do a Wikipedia article. It's just like everything you say. Oh God, Wikipedia now don't use that as a source. <laughs> I, I just want to say, um, I just googled it. Okay, just quickly, it said more than forty percent of domestic violence victims are male. Okay. No. Right. Now, I just want to clarify, that says more than 40%, right? Which is less than 50%. Now, I'm not not saying in every case women are not going to attack men. But also, statistically speaking, if you look at it, that's saying more than 40%. Even if you say 45%, okay, compared to 55%, and you said that is the only conceit, even there's hundreds of ways to check it, if you just argued this is the only way to find out who's more aggressive, men or women, that is still saying men are more aggressive. You know? It's, it's, it is, however... Yeah, just take into the statistic bias the, the bias st- and the that is based on reported ones not only like, that but you you're, you're talking about the actual subject matter you can't just take one, one statistic exactly. and make it I mean think about it yeah. for a second but that's what if I'm you're saying. saying over 40% of victims are men it's like okay so you can say that men are more aggressive than women in that one regard but then you also have to take it into consideration how aggressive we're talking the domestic violence could be a big fucking hard slap to the face yeah it could be a hit with an item it could be also curb stomping them you know what I mean like well, you could that's be killing thing. your your husband or wife I, I want not, to use that not, as not, it's also not taking into consideration the potential of uh, like man on man domestic violence in terms of like homosexual couples yeah, and women on women exactly violence. now so. this is exactly why I brought this up and that's why I had to quickly look at it on my phone because I wanted to sh- do that as an example and have you to kind of show More that prove, prove yeah. that me bringing up I've got always one statistic that the whole issue is so big to even understand one part of it which even the simple question of who's more violent men or women to actually know that you'd have to spend years decades of your life studying Mm. and obviously with with societal changes shifting as well as well as obviously as you've both pointed out with these statistics it's like okay what about the biases what's the definitions you can't just have one study testing one thing you have to have hundreds you have to have different areas where was it taken from oh there are 300 people in london okay what if it's just in that area of london that's what the case is do have you done everyone in britain have you done everyone in ireland everyone in the uk everyone in europe you know what i mean like you have to have so many more parts of it points of um statistical data to even get into that but also not all statistical data is reliable anyway so it is like that this is the issue that I have a lot of times with in terms of policy making as well yeah is the fact that it often comes down to some government commission statistics normally they're to credit they're normally done by independent bodies yeah but it's like single studies sample size isn't likely huge and you it ends up turning policy making into who has the best soundbite yeah, and like yeah. single statistic number. Yeah. It's like it. It's an awful way of doing it. I tell you mm-hmm. what, it shows that really badly as well. With um, which shows on how it rubs off on the public is 
how many people voted um, like Labour or Conservative without even even glancing at the manifesto, without even looking? Just they go, oh, well, God, I always vote Conservative because they're always right, so I will. Or I hate that Jeremy Corbyn person because he doesn't seem like a leader because the newspaper told me he's not. It's like if you actually don't think he's going to be a good leader and you think that his policies he's putting forward aren't correct, like our buddy Dom, okay. You want to have a, an intelligent discussion and you have reasoning behind that, that's fine. But people people with politics, for some reason, they, they seem to do it with... Some people do it with a lot of things. It's quite It does trigger me. It's just like when people spend a lot of money or invest a lot of time or do a lot of something without looking into it at all. Just like people just doing really stupid things. But with politics, it seems to be the worst of it. These are some of the things which can directly and indirectly affect your life with such huge ripple effects like if the nhs becomes privatized that could end up killing you one day like in theory i'm not saying i don't want to get into a whole oh. nhs privatization thing or maybe talk about that another time but you know if the nhs got privatized and you argued say it got as bad as america could get even if one extra person died that one extra person could potentially be you and therefore you voting in the election that just went could have actually saved your life in theory butterfly effects sort of stuff so with it with policy making and with politics people should be now that there's a bit more of a clear cut of things and there's a bit more of an audience to it in a sense, we should be able to, we should push for, people should learn about it more and be into it more. And I think our generation is doing that, fortunately. This is one, one statement. If there's one thing I will take away from the Green Party, yeah, is the one statement I heard them make at some point, which is invaluable and everyone should heed to this, is that politics is something that everybody should do. You should do politics not have politics done to you. <laughs> yeah. That's perfect. That's obviously spot on. Oh, yeah. Good. I agree. And that was like I thought that like sums up the picture perfectly. Like the people that have the political apathy to not vote, because even if you're sure not sure who you would want to vote for, you can probably know sure as hell who you want to keep out mm. and vote for your best chance of stopping them. Mm. Which I hate that our political system has to work like that, but it has to work like that. Yeah. But people that I say have the political apathy to just not bother to vote, even if you if you register and then abstain, that's something different because you're like actively not choosing not to vote because you haven't made that decision. But people that just don't even sign up to vote. Yeah. Um, also, guys, signing up to votes in the UK does actually help your credit score. So even if you don't want to do that, you you could it literally helps your credit score by a couple of points just registering to vote, not even have to vote. So. Um, and that. To me, like not just not registering to vote is the same as the people that essentially skew the results hmm. by not bothering to actually investigate what they're voting for and just voting because, oh, I vote Conservative or I vote Labour because my family voted Labour and I vote Labour. I live in a Labour area and there's not much point in doing anything else. I agree to, uh, right. with, to the majority of what you say, I agree. There's only a couple of small things, um, which is just... With the not voting thing, um, I now, and especially in the last, I'd probably say 10 years with Britain and America, I'd say you should vote because it clearly the difference between, you know, Trump and Hillary, even though I don't agree with either of them, they're both very different people. Same as uh, Obama and Mitt Romney and was it Obama and John McCain the first time, I think. I and um, and basically, and over here, obviously, we've had, you know, uh, Theresa May and Jeremy Corbyn and we had Cameron and Miliband. Was it? Yeah. yeah. And... Um, so all these things of like, there has been a lot more of a split now. It's a lot more le less of, oh, they're both on the right and one's less right than the other. And even though you could argue you should still vote because of that, one's less right than the other. It's, I had it before uh, the Miliband thing. Um, I was a lot more like, I was like, they both are terrible. I, I hadn't looked into it as much as I should have done, but I was like, I don't agree with either of these things. 
And so, obviously, I should have had the foresight of going, okay, even if you know they're not going to win, vote Lib Dems, they get more seats, or vote Greens, they have more seats. And that's, I see it a bit more, not like that now. And it's like, even if you think that both the main parties are bad, just vote for some of the small parties, and then they may get an extra seat. And like my brother Rob and my dad used to say, they used to vote for the Green Party, they didn't ever think they'd win, but if they get one or two seats in, that might have been the reason people got recycling bins. Just you have one person in, in a room saying, we should fucking recycle. And then the whole public um, has some sort of positive thing of that. Like, public going, they should. Mm. And then, then the House goes, you know what? We will do that. You don't need everyone in there to be Green Parties to necessarily yeah. have something like that. And all you need is representation. Um, with this whole thing that's gone on into UK politics, bringing it back to uh, the initial issue of uh, or the initial discussion of transgender, is people letting other people tell them how to act and tell them what to do. You know, and making you think in a certain way. There's people who are, you're too scared to voice your opinion because you're like, everyone's going to freak out and like, um, uh, call you a racist or a bigot or transphobic or something like that. And people being, um, that, <laughs> it's time I don't like using it very much. I'm going to say it anyway, the snowflake sort of thing. Man, we can't say, you can't say anything, time. but you get offended by everything on the planet. And it's like, there has to be a balance with everything. And you, you can't be the kind of person who thinks all black people are bad because you're in a cul-de-sac in like hick, like redneck America and everyone there's all said that black people are bad and you've just never seen a black person. You just assume they're bad. You can't do that, but you also have to have a thing where you, you have to absorb like information and make your own mind up about things. Even if all your peers believe something, then you, what you should do is go, okay, you believe that. I'm going to look into your viewpoint and look into the counter viewpoint, which people very rarely do, and then look at the both and go, okay, well, you've brought this this subject to my attention, now, and you believe this, and that's fine. Now I'm going to look at both sides and make my own mind up. Mm. And if everyone did that a bit more, and actually, with important things um, and social issues, actually thought about things a bit more, rather than just jumping on the bandwagon or just aimlessly pointing the finger and blaming, then there wouldn't be this left and right bullshit. It would be so easy I to think, be in the grey middle area. I think people have become, like I said before, so identified with what they believe in as opposed to... Married just, to their ideas. Yeah, completely, completely engaged with it all the time. Perfect term. Recreational outrage. Joe Rogan <laughs> exactly, yeah. said that. They, they, they just want to get angry at something because yeah. nothing in their life to get angry about, so they just, you know, push on someone else. They identify the thing so much that when they hit something that's disagreeing with them, they get offended by it. It's like, if you just didn't get offended by it, even if you would not, you don't get offended, but you're one kind of person who just shuts other things down. A good thing to go back to is the manifesto thing, right? How many people um, who voted Labour read George, Jeremy Corbyn's manifesto and didn't read Theresa May's or whoever it was that was Theresa May, wasn't it? Yeah. Who didn't read Theresa May's? Yeah. It's like you do. People are like scared. It's like, because it also goes back to what we were saying earlier about uh, people on the far left when they think you, know, you say a good point and they can't think back to it and they just shut it down. It's like it's okay. To be wrong about something, yeah. The the loser isn't the person who was wrong. The the loser is the person who is wrong, right? So if we had a conversation about something, even if I was quite passionate about it, and you literally just proved me wrong, yeah. I'm not going to dispute a fact. I'm like, oh, well, it's like, well, cool. Now I'm in the right. We're now both in the right. Awesome. Like, yeah. All that happens with these discussions, if it's there's two options. It's either if it's something's purely opinion based, like who do you believe should be leader of, um the parliament um, or the, anything like that of or who's your favourite band or anything like that when there's something that is opinion based then it's all you with a discussion a healthy discussion the only thing you can do is widen each other's horizons that's it that's the that's the only thing that happens with this thing yeah. but when it's an empirical fact like I thought the Slipknot album the first one was released in 2000 no I think it's 1999 and you have a big argument about it and you finally find out if you find out 
it when it is not joined. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be pissed oh, okay. off you're wrong. Be pissed yeah. off that you're now right and you now have you're now correct. You're now the knowledge for, in your yeah. head is You're now it's right. like, okay, well up till this point I was incorrect about something and now I've actually learned because of this discussion. Yeah. And that's what I've had to come to grips with a lot, is because the ego gets in the way. Where over the last few years now, you probably may notice to a degree, if I'm an argument with someone and they prove me wrong or they change my mind, I'll go, you know what? Hands up, I am one hundred percent wrong here. I do apologise for if depending on what it was. But like, yep, completely wrong. I'm sorry. It's like you guys don't then go, yeah, what? Fucking <laughs> idiot! Oh my god, guys! Did you see that Mike <laughs> thought that the Slipknot album was released in the wrong year? Oh my god! I thought you liked Slipknot. You fucking. Did. It's like no, that's not how people. Yeah, it, and if people yeah, around I you used are to like Slipknot until I found myself. <laughs> <laughs> if people, oh, if god. people, um, if people um. actually like, lit just accepted and they were like okay i'm sorry i'm wrong sometimes mm. because everyone's wrong sometimes because the only way you can really learn from mistakes is when you're wrong when you're a child the way you learn to not fall over is you fall over loads of times and then you go you know what that thing i did the way i did that let's not do that let's not do that <laughs> so with video games so with guitar if you never learned from your mistakes and never admitted you're wrong no one would ever learn an instrument because you just play you play the note wrong once go never playing this again why? Because I'm never going to be... I can't be wrong on it. I can't play the wrong <laughs> note. I can't. It's impossible. It's like, yeah. no! I'm don't just, be so... so it's, it just screams insecurity, right? Yeah. I'm not, yeah. not to attack anyone, but someone's just... Everyone's, insecure, to everyone's insecure, I'll just be clear. Everyone's yeah. insecure to varying degrees, but yeah. everyone's insecure. The every, right, when you get proven wrong by something, it is mildly uh, humiliating. We all know it, it is. uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It does. It's not it living an idealistic world when we're like, yeah, it's completely fine. I'm completely like fucking Spock. Can you give me new information? I'm like, yeah. But just like... <laughs> It's so backwards to be annoyed about it. You've actually just gained knowledge. You're no longer arguing, and you now both agree. It can actually be better. <laughs> exactly. It's literally like, <laughs> that is the perfect thing if, if you were found out you were wrong. And when someone else is wrong, then, obviously, I'm not going to lie. There have been times where people say, I told you so, but it depends on what context of the things that are, of when and what kind of dynamic you have with a certain person. If my boss at work says something, and I think it's something else, and then I turn out to be right, I don't go, ha, see, I told you so, because that's disrespectful and not right in that place. If it's us guys, and it is literally just about a character and it's always sunny being in a certain episode and it's like no I'm definitely sure it's episode 20 mate it's 21 that happens like hey I told you so it's like that's that's fine you have to play it every situation should be treated as its own individual situation in a sense but obviously use your knowledge and experience from everything else to understand how things work Mm. that's how it goes there's also the where we're talking about this little bit here about at the moment this conversation is drifting into the idea of like disagreeing about objective facts yeah when you have a discussion that is opinion based yeah you do will widen each other's horizons and say okay and we can both consider both viewpoints yeah um, you know unless some people throw their toys out of the pram yeah um and then at the same time you don't have to change your mind no 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 single party has to change their viewpoint exactly you can leave it and both agree to disagree people can't ever get can't ever obviously we're not saying we're the humans in the world who figured this out but it's like people in general often really don't like just saying getting to that point where you're both like you know i completely respect your opinion i understand where you're coming from and i just i don't fully agree with you and me and i think the conversation with me and dom we did something like that we were talking about that sort of thing or on air or off air it's just might be to do the hunting stuff yeah. Well, also, if you're trying to be civil with someone, we had this conversation with one of your friends, and you feel like you're getting annoyed at the conversation because you're disagreeing so much and you're getting passionate, saying about you're passionate about. If you start getting annoyed, just just be like, 
just be honest with me. You know he's probably getting annoyed as well. We're all people. We can read other people. Yeah. Clearly, I get the heat. Our argument's getting heated. I'm sure he'd appreciate it or she'd appreciate it if you do. It's like, clearly not going to agree. So we should probably just stop. There's no point. Yeah. I, how, I mean, like, how important is it really to change their mind about whatever fucking small thing this is? Yeah. But it has to be giving a chance. That's the mm. thing as well. Because you can't. Yeah, that's the chance. problem is, is the between those two things of just saying, you say an opinion and I say an opinion. And you go, nope, I don't talk about it. It's like, you, I'm not saying everyone should have to always talk about something if it makes you uncomfortable but what I'm saying is you can't always shut everything down because then you get an echo chamber in your own mind mm. and if you only talk with people who agree with you how can you ever here's the thing <clears throat> I think I've heard um, someone else say this before so I'm not saying this is necessarily an original thought but how can you um, it's lost it as well that's perfect I was, go- I was just going to say <laughs> I had it it was so close wow too much pretense too though. much pretense I do that all the time um, and I'm going to remember it as soon as someone starts talking as well yeah. and I was, on a, I was on a roll there and I've killed it okay, I'm going to cut this out and make it my- sound like I know exactly what I was talking about kill my burner right now man. I'm sorry I'm a burner <laughs> killer um, I've actually lost where we were we were talking about agreeing with each other and people. what people say is oh yeah I found it I found the thing guys don't worry about it basically some of the best times uh best reasons I've found new reasons to uh, appreciate my own opinion, okay, is when you have a disagreement with someone and they come up with a point that you hadn't considered. Yeah. And sometimes that'll be one of those points where you go, you know what, fair enough, that point I can't defend but everything else on my uh, that I believe in mm. still uh, doesn't agree with that. Or you go, that's interesting and you think about it for a while and then you think of a counterpoint and then next time you discuss it with someone or you have your own idea, you've actually got more things because that person came up with another point and another angle that you hadn't considered. Mm. So how can you ever think that without discussing your ideas with people that you're always right? It doesn't make any sense because you've never had it to anything to compare to. It's like saying you're the greatest fighter in the world but refusing to ever fight anyone. It's just like, how can you possibly say that? You say your opinion's right and you think that you've got the best opinion or anything if you've literally never discussed it with anyone else. Yeah, you shouldn't. You shouldn't go... I, I side with left, so everything on the left side I agree with, and I'm going to actually preach even if I don't really fully believe it or know anything about what I'm fucking talking about. And I, everything on the right is like, no, that's wrong, I can't be that, I can't be that. It's like, how about you just do you, yeah. and then see where you end up? Yeah. You, Crazy you, thought. When you look at all the... <laughs> with politics, if you go back into that, if you look at all the policies, and almost, you wouldn't necessarily have to do this literally, but if you've got every policy, right, and you did a big list of every single policy, and you just did uh, a tick or a cross next to each of them, and then see which ones you like the most, and that's what kind of uh, party you're in. There you go. It's like as Tom said, I, I, I said it in the first podcast, and I think I said it with him in the podcast I did with him, but in the first podcast I give him credit, but because um, I forgot who it was. And he said the, what they should do with politics is not have left and right and any of that. They just have one manifesto called Manifesto A and another manifesto called Manifesto B. And all that happens is that you just literally read through that, and then you find out what they, what, which one you like, and in a sense, vote for that one. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, even if people, people could, there's obviously a lot of flaws in that sort of argument you can go with the leader and sort of other things. But in that just general idea, even if you use that as a guide of opening up a, a an easier way of doing this idea, it's still of you don't, you can't just vote for the one you've always voted for. You have to, if you're going to vote, you actually have to look into it. You have to, or you can just be an idiot and go that one. I don't care. Mm. But to actually change, excuse me, the country. And then you could even have like five or six of them, couldn't you? You could just have... And then imagine what that would be. Imagine what it would be like if in the next election they just didn't tell you who was left and who who was Labour and who was Conservative. And in America they never told you who was Democrat or Republican. But obviously over there they have a completely different system to the way it works. Uh, you have to register for the one party, I think, before... The thing is that you can, the primaries. you can tell by the policies. You can to a degree. But if you had, if you had a much more open, like mm. France... 
then it would be like that. Because over here it's obvious, because you get the two, and then you get the green party. Yeah, the opposite, you, yeah. you get the two main ones, which are left and right at the moment, and then you've also got the green party, uh, the Lib Dems, and the uh, whichever one is the, the most right at the time, whether it's UKIP or BMP or whichever one's getting traction about calling UK out immigrants. pretty much lost itself now. Yeah, instead of one or two seats, isn't it? Conservatives and the Labour Party. Yeah, but um, so yeah, if we we'll just um, we're, we've gone past the hour mark now, so we'll start to wrap this up in a minute. But it, with 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 all of the transgender things, it's it all the only thing we're saying was with the I think the last thing I haven't point, picked up on was the the spectrum thing, which was we we did briefly mention it of just I believe in my personal opinion I'm not saying anyone has to necessarily agree with me on this, but in my opinion I think there are four genders basically, and I think that's male, female, both, and neither. And if you want, if they want to be like within that, <clears throat> that to somehow some degree of I don't know if if people want I don't know how you could split that any further in in a sense. Do you know what I mean? Like as in, I just I just it's it's, it's the less obsession with with labeling. It's like it's like there's a so there's a spectrum. It's like well yeah, it's like the idea of a spectrum is that there's basically infinite infinitely small points between two points. Yeah, and it's just like if you can't name you can't label them all. No, it's like. Why? Why should you care that your the part side of the left is that you should be accepting and this should, these things shouldn't matter? So why are you making a big deal out of it? Yeah. If, if you see someone, they're like, you know, they have very strange traits, like they have very things about them that are quite manly and things that are quite womanly, and you know, yeah, they come into the discussion and you know, you say like, what are you essentially? Yeah, and they say like, man or male, female. It's just like like if you trans uh, transition and like summer routine, it's like. You're not gonna go. Oh, are you a, are you a G? You're an X or whatever the fuck they call it. Oh, Z, Z, Z. It doesn't matter. Like, no, if, they're, just, if, they're just them, and they happen to be feminine and 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 uh, masculine at the same time. Oh, who gives a fuck? Yeah, it's, it's, cool. it's, it's, it's one of the things. All I want to know. All I want to know is what's your name? Okay, when you tell me your name, then sometimes it will be one of the things where it's just like if I say, oh yeah, she does that. Oh. But that's actually um, they actually prefer to be called a he, and I go okay, sorry, and I'll just be a he, and that's it. And if I accidentally, if I mean, if you Reese, if you got gender reassignment surgery and became a, a a woman, say next year or something like that, then if I accidentally occasionally called you Reese or said he when I was referring to you, occasionally because I not that I'm being intolerant, but because I'm just not fully used to it yet because of like obviously just memory. I was almost said muscle memory then, but that's it. But like almost, almost vocal memory, you just you call something something for so long. If you told me I can never call the door a door again, mm. I have to call it something else. There's gonna be times I'm gonna fuck up just because you you don't even think your brain's just autopilot sometimes. It just you know. Mm. And there's people getting offended by these things. And there's the, one of the other things which what we discussed a bit in the punch a Nazi thing is once you start once you start attacking people for not falling in line exactly with what you believe and also furthermore of like just attacking people based on their labels and all that sort of things you end up just creating such a hostile environment and then you you take away from the things that are actually important mm. like people yell like people saying you know you didn't call me the right gender pronoun there's like 57 of them now why haven't you called me the right one it's like wait it's like i want you to have rights i want you to be able to live your life however the fuck you want but if you are going to fight me at every fucking step because i think that that gender may isn't a spectrum i haven't got a problem with anyone thinking that they're certain about this certain about that it's just my opinion or that i don't really think there should be 57 gender pronouns and you should get punished for saying the wrong one it's just like i'm i want everyone to just be equal if you're gay if you're straight if you're black if you're white i don't care i don't give a shit i just want everyone to be on an equal playing field from the get-go everyone should have an equal voice and an equal chance at everything mm. and then then you let the actions speak for it you could have you know you can have there's certain gay people i've met who are lovely there's certain gay people I've met who are cunts it's got nothing to do with them being gay 
Just some people are cunts. That's part of life. I meet people of, I've met people of a variety of nationalities. Some are most people, some aren't. It's got no reflection on the nationality. It's the same with sexuality. It's the same with gender. There are loads of females I'm good friends with. There are loads of guys I'm good friends with. You know, I generally get along with guys more. I don't mean I prefer, like, and guys are better than women. It's just preference. You know, it, it, it's just one of those things. It's just like, but when I meet a woman, I don't go, you know what, I'm not going to like her as a friend. Do you know why? Because she's actually a female, and I've, I only like to have males as friends. It's like, <laughs> just meet them. If you get along with them, cool, I don't give a fuck what's between your legs. It's just like, I just think go people ahead, you know? are so caught up in everyone else's life and identities and stuff. It's like, why can't you? I'll tell you why. It sounds like, they it don't sounds like looking inward. It's like, for me, it's so simple. I just get up and go to work. <laughs> and just talk to people I like. Don't talk to people I don't like. And then go home and just play video games. It's so simple, guys. It's really simple. You don't have to freak out about fucking pronouns. The worst part is because a lot of people do it when they're in university and college a lot of the time. And that's when you mix with people Mm. that you don't want to mix with. (laughs) And even though I believe echo chambers of ideas are wrong, you get it where... With my job, obviously I do interact with people who don't have all the same viewpoints, but apart from work, which you have to have this level of professionalism nine times out of ten, or you sometimes with your job, you're an IT technician, so the people who are in your direct vicinity of your workplace who you work with directly are IT guys as well. So you work with teachers and stuff as well. But it's like, apart from your workplace, everything else you choose. In, not like 100% like you go to the bank and you choose who's going to be at the bank or whatever it's just like you choose who you can associate yourself with you choose what you do as hobbies I go into rock climbing occasionally there's certain people there who I wouldn't normally talk with what happens is I go there and I don't really talk to those people I just talk to my mates who I'm with because it's not you don't have to put yourself in these sort of situations you know you don't have to you don't think that there's these people who've got these disagreeing ideas you're just going to walk down the street in public one day someone's <laughs> going to jump and go boo what I disagree with everything you say it's like the other thing in um, Family Guy the, the British people do drive-bys uh, the way British people do drive-bys is drive-by disagreements I can't remember oh, I've been Tom quoting each other all the time where it's like um, it's got just they, some two people an argument and it cuts to someone's walking down the street and then a car pulls up and then a window goes on and he goes Reginald and he turns and goes I disagree! And it just drives off. Oh, it's yeah, like, well. Love it. Love <laughs> on, it. On the topic of the, the whole like spectrum idea, um, I agree to a certain extent of the fact that I think there's, you know, male, you have female, you have people that are asexual, like, that's more sexuality, but that are like none. Yeah. And both. But in the same way as sexuality, you have straight, you have, hom- you have heterosexual, you have homosexual, and you're bisexual, and you have varying degrees of bisexual where people will prefer men and women to different degrees. Yeah. In the same way, the both, by implying that there is a both, by stating there is a both, mm. you imply that there are a varying degrees of both. They don't need labels or everything everything in between, like yeah. infinite yeah. labels, but you have people that will say, I feel like I am in between the two genders, but... I lean more towards this side by some sort of arbitrary amount. Yeah. Like, a spectrum, yes, technically has like infinite points between them, but yeah. you're just, just looking at it on a kind of like just a sliding scale, well, really. Well, my way of looking at it is if you're in that both category, then you can potentially be that way. But my, my idea is more you shouldn't say that you're more more like a male or more like a female because I just don't believe you should, that should even be something... That in my way, it's the that shouldn't come into conversation really ever. Not that people can't do that. That isn't my issue. You can call, you can think of yourself as eighty percent male, twenty percent female. I don't care. But what it should be is you shouldn't. 
it shouldn't affect anything. There should be nothing. Mm. Nothing should be affected by it in any way, shape, mm-hmm. or form. The only reason you should ever label something in that way is only if you're trying to describe something so specific that there's only one word to can talk yeah. about it. Yeah, know? which is why I, I came to the point where it, it's like they don't need labels. It's just you, you're no. both in the middle somewhere. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't need a label. It's no, just it's, exactly. It's, it's both somewhere. Because as Reese said, Reese said right at the start, and we've all kind of agreed with it. Just that all labels do is put people in boxes and make them either make them have to think in a certain way or give them the impression that you think they are a certain way and that's when hostility starts yeah. that's when you assume that all oh, this kind of person are like that all oh, this kind of person are like that is the issue that's 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 when it comes from for bisexual people you don't have you don't have like individual classifications for choose to do it for simplicity's sake if they were attracted to men if they were a man and they were attracted to men i don't know 63 percent you know, yeah. more, more like, and women with the remainder. You know, you don't isolate that one percent. There's like, okay, people who like that, you know, that, that 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 level, they are called this or this is their pronoun. Like, no one does that. No. Not even you guys who are listening, who happen, who may happen to be super liberal, you don't do that. So no. why are you doing it? Why are you doing it with people with with a gender? And you will obviously agree that both of those things, like sexuality and gender, you, they they shouldn't matter to people. No, yeah, that's just the whole thing you're fighting for. So why are you concentrating on one, not the other? If it's really that important, you think you just people get caught up in this ridiculous fucking leftist cycle, and um, it's insane. The problem is, is that you get these times where I, I as I said, if if I think if you're male or female and you want to become one or the other or anything like that, then that's completely fine. I have got no problem with that at all. The issues that I have are is now I don't know the answers to these things and where the line should be. That is that, that is the problem with these sorts of things, but. It's when you get the people who are like, there's that guy who's like 50 years old and he's got like seven kids and he uh, said that he is actually an eight-year-old girl in yeah. like his body or some, something to that to that veil. He's an eight-year-old, yeah. eight-year-old girl or something. Like yeah, that. and it's just like, you, I can't I can't get along with that. You know, to be if, fair, it's one of those things, if he's not hurting anyone, do what you want. I, I think he's it's got fucking family weird. stuff. He's I, got like a yeah, whole family. I'd true. say it's the same as just like bailing on them. I, I find that really fucking weird because... Everyone, even people who would who say would outwardly say that they accept him and stuff and whatever, I accept him as well. But like, we all know that's fucking weird as hell. Yeah. Not saying it's a bad thing. This is, I mean, it's weird. I, I guess yeah. it's just strange. That's all. Yeah. You can do what he wants if it's not going to hurt anyone. Exactly. But that's what I'm saying is I don't know where the line is because that sort of example, a lot of people are like, no, I can't understand that. But a lot of things there's there's that girl who um, uh, she think she likes thinks she's a cat. Yeah. And I think she actually goes in a little box and stuff. And I was like. That's really unhygienic and really gross having human uh, excrement and urine in a box like, out in your house. That's fucking gross. But if you want to kind of live that way, like, you can. I'm not saying you shouldn't. We should have some sort of fascist government where you find out that someone's doing that and comes in to stop them. Because then it becomes this whole thing, which is, I think, with all political things, this is where it all comes down to. And this is what we said about the punching a Nazi thing as well, which is... Where the line is, and who decides where the, what that line is, you know? Because like, if you start saying for argument's sake, if you have the people who are a bit more conservative, um, in the traditional meaning of the word, and you go, no, if someone's uh like that, you know, they can't act like a cat. That's ridiculous. It's like, but how far can you not let it go? Do you do you then say you can't ever pretend you're something for fancy dress parties? What about mm. if you want to do sexual things and you like role playing, any of these sorts of things? Like, oh, you can do this thing, but not that that thing. Why? And what I like to try and do with people is, if they disagree with something like that, I try and be like, okay, so you don't like this thing? No. Okay. What about this thing on the opposite side? Like I've said it before with the um, it's it's a different example, but with money, you know, you go. Would you suck a dude's dick? No, I'd never do that. Okay, what if I give you a million pounds? Oh, yeah, I would do it. For, well, I would definitely wouldn't do it for less. What, you wouldn't do it for 990,000 uh, £990, pounds? What, 10 grand less than a million? They go, okay, I would. What, so you wouldn't do it for half a million? <laughs> it's like, 
We, no, I wouldn't do it for half a million. What you wouldn't do it for a literal free house and like literally you never have to worry about finance again. Okay, maybe I would. Two million. Mm-hmm. Uh, not too many, two, yeah, you can just go down further and further and eventually you get to an actual point of where where people are mm-hmm. more agreeing. But their knee-jerk reaction is that initial no. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing with, once again, it comes to what you were saying about judging people. It's like, as long as this, this guy isn't... If he's leaving his family... I've heard he's got a family and stuff. So if he is, I don't agree with that because I don't think as a father, in any sense, you should leave your family behind in that way unless you've got some sort of horrendous, ridiculous, extraneous thing. There are obviously hundreds of uh, outliers. But in general, if you have a family, you should generally take care of them, you know? And him living as a eight-year-old girl, I don't think he can do that in a, in a in a good way. And this woman who wants to be a cat, she can do that. But unless she has a proper job, do you know what I mean? Like, I wouldn't want her just being able to... Never having a job or doing anything with her life, say becoming one of those people who just lives on job seekers and never wants to do anything with her life because all just she's because doing she's a cat. <laughs> because she's a cat. And it's a bit like I suppose if she's doing that, it's just like one of those weird things. Where it's like, does she have the right to do that? And I'm not saying she shouldn't. I'm, I don't know. That sort of question is like, well, she just wants to be on job seekers and she obviously couldn't afford to live on that, but she's got two people I'm living with her. Not saying it's exactly healthy. <laughs> well, it's not healthy, but she's got two people living with her who are, have got jobs and they literally treat her like a cat and that money she gets from job seekers literally she doesn't even see it just goes straight to them as some sort of way of paying for her. It's like, I, I, she's not adding anything to society but then again, is a cat? Like, <laughs> I, I like cats, I like dogs, <laughs> but in all honesty, is someone acting like a cat, if that's bringing them joy and whoever they're living with joy, it, how is that any different from someone else having a cat? Do you know what I mean? If they're, what, you know, as all these things where it's just everyone always wants to tell other people what not to do or what to do. And it's like, if you're not hurting anyone, they'll just leave it, you know? I feel like the short end of the stick is like, for the most part, you do you, people can disagree, as long as no one goes batshit crazy because then we end up in dystopian society like V for Vendetta. And also swallow your pride in having an argument with someone and they say something that you know deep down is right. Don't just fucking stick your finger in your ears. Just say, that you agree. You don't have to... It doesn't mean that you validated their entire argument now. You now side with them. But even if it, that is the case, cool, you've learned something. You can also... You can partially you can, agree. You can agree on points, yeah. but not the whole idea behind it. As I said, yeah. with, with this whole discussion, you know, I think we'll be wrapping up now, but um, this whole discussion is like, I'm going to get uh, Dom on here at some point. I'm going to have a chat with him about... Um, religions uh, not religion I've had that chat but about politics and whatnot. and obviously I'm left um, I'm more lefties more right and then I'll get you on there as well Josh with Dom and we'll have a big bit more discussion about this sort of thing and it will, it will be um, an example of what happened with me and Dom with the religious one where it's just showing also like this where you didn't all agree with each other all the time and it's fine where you can as you say you don't have to agree on the entire ideology of the other person, but if they make valid points, then you can you should do that. You should not stick to your teams as much. Mm-hmm. Be more open-minded and just be accepting of people for their thoughts and who they are, and just don't be a cunt. When I have a kid, that's my that's gonna be the thing I tell them. Like when they're old enough, it's just, <laughs> well, it's just, yeah. just don't he's be. Five. It won't, yeah, when he's five years old, tell him don't, don't be a cunt. <laughs> more just like the 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 my whole kind of mantra is just do what you want as long as it doesn't hurt anyone. Just don't be a dick. That's it. Simples. Simples. How's that? Mm. Right then. I think we've covered a nice amount of ground, guys. Um, Thank you both for coming on the podcast again. And, um, yeah, I'll see you guys later. See ya. Bye. And that's the end of another episode. Thanks, as always, for tuning in, guys. Um, As I said in the intro, next week I won't be releasing an episode because I'm away camping. Um, But the week after that and the week after that, um, it will be episodes released then. I've got part one and two of a chat with the YouTuber Steph the Crab.
And if you're not actually into YouTubers or aren't aware who she is, obviously I'd say go look her up. But even if you're not that interested in her YouTube content, the conversation that we have is really interesting. Um, she's very open and honest. Um, we speak about sex, relationships, bullying. She talks about some of the darker sides of when she was being bullied and things like that. And it, it's just a great chat whether or not you know who she is or are interested in who she is. It's, yeah, I, I really recommend listening to that chat. Um, don't forget guys to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram and Twitter, subscribe on YouTube and the usual podcast apps, review us on iTunes if you feel like we deserve it, or rather me deserve it, because it's just me who does this, and as always I really appreciate each and every one of you listening, especially all the way to the end, so thanks as always guys, and I'll talk to you in a couple of weeks.